JLB is in the house. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just listening to you. Too. I only just got here, so I don't even know what you're talking about. So I was just planning to sit on mute and listen. We don't. We don't know what we're talking about either, John. That's why we're here. This is the we don't know what we're talking about room, isn't it? Well, I figured if the two of it you is. are here, you must have organized for the two of you to be here. Like, I figured there must be some kind of special discussion. No, no. Actually, we, I just called Av, and he said, want to take it to Discord? And I'm like, sure. So this is, there's no agenda here, which I know is oh, your cool. favorite show, John. No oh, agenda. I love no agenda, man. I love no agenda. You My favorite card is when they start, I love it when they just money, get money, to money. the 40-minute mark, and then they just start talking about all the money people send money. them for two hours. That's my favorite part. I love listening to it. It's insightful. Yeah, but There's lots of uh, information there I need to get. And, uh, yeah, good, I can't get enough of it. It's a good psychological trick to get more people to donate more money. I do think that works. Well, apparently That's it does. Awesome. Apparently people keep sending them money so they can listen to them sit there and talk about people sending them money. It's brilliant. It is. <laughs> it is brilliant. See, you've been doing it all wrong, John. Yeah, I've done it the complete wrong way, apparently. But don't you worry. One day, one day you'll hear me release a two-hour podcast. It's just 80 minutes of me talking about people giving me money. That's how you make it in this game. No, what That's I'm, what I'm hearing. What I'm waiting for one day is what I'm I'm waiting for one day is just for the chatter to be. Where's John Lebon? Where is he? Did he take that five or ten Bitcoin? Well, hopefully one day someone makes me the offer. I've said before. I'll say it again. You give me a million bucks and I'm done. See you later. You never even heard of me. Man walking on the moon. Yeah, of course. I didn't believe it at first, but then I listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson and he explained everything. It all makes sense. Are you are you gonna are you gonna change your name to to, to uh, John LaRogan and and just make a make bank just being that conspiracy dude that turned? If that's part of the contract, it's what I'll do. Don't you worry about that. Hundred <laughs> percent. And people who come to me and say, "Oh, I would never do that," I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." You've just you've just yeah. crossed yourself off my list of people who I think are being genuine. Basically, anyone who tells me that. Yeah, John, I'm ne- I'm never gonna ask you to repent from that one. I'd do the same damn thing. But but you know, it uh, Marcus Mar- Marcus is probably very disappointed. Then, but that's okay. I'm I'm glad you raised Marcus because I know that you and he are very uh, close. He hasn't released anything for the last few weeks. I've noticed on his uh, website. I think he's, he's doing the show every week. I was going to bring up Marcus too because I just listened to your um, conversations. I'm going to give you um, a high mark for the name Bonversations. I think it's witty. And Great. I'm going to give you a decent mark for the voice, the British voice that you use. It's a slight ripoff of Master Fake Theater, but imitation is the highest form of flattery, so I'm okay with that. So that was pretty good. Well, I love feedback. Thank you for the for the assessment there. Oh. I've never seen Mass Effect Theatre, so all I did was I sent <laughs> a script to a few people on Fiverr, and one of the people who sent well, me on back was that guy, and I thought it was brilliant. Oh, that's great. That, that's smart. That's great. Well, it's a, it's a whopper of a coincidence, but I'm okay with that. Master Fake <laughs> Theatre is an audio uh, series I did whenever I have my favorite audio, I put them in Master Fake Theater. I oh, okay. So I, now, now, I feel embar- now I feel embarrassed. I didn't realize you meant one of your podcasts. I thought you were talking about the TV show from like decades well, ago. I thought there was a TV show that was similar to that. That's where I got oh. it. That's where I got the idea. Oh, so you're the one ripping people off. I see. This is all projection. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> and uh, ditto to your ears. 
Actually, we were just well, having a... If you put a link, Ab, if you put a link to your Mass Effect feed, I'll listen to one. And if I notice that mine, my intro is too similar, oh. I'll just get that guy to re-record it. But I love it. All right. You're listening you to another Bonversation. Conversations feature the most interesting and insightful people in the act realm and beyond. (laughs) If you go to fakeologist.com, go to the right side and find, do a control F and find category. And then when you click categories, there's a drop down list where you can see Master Fake Theater. And then they'll list all the Master Fake Theaters. There's about maybe 10 of them. A lot of them are Marcus shows because he did some really cracking work. Back in the day, give him give him props as I always do. Even though um, Marcus's latest communication for all those who want to know is he said he doesn't want to chat with me anymore because I wasn't I was gatekeeping exclave. Is that what he said to you? That's what he said uh, in a telegram to me. Yes, written form. I'm what the hell does gatekeeping exclave mean? What's that? What do you mean by that? Well, yeah, that's interesting that I'm gatekeeping a gate a gate kept community. I thought that was kind of an ironic term, but I think he's I think he's saying that I avoid talking about it, or I'm talking negatively about it, or disbelievingly about it. But basically, I'm keeping people away from that from that talk conversation. I think that's uh, what it means. Well, John, does that does, does that uh, bother you? I know you're a member. True. Uh, well, so now that if that's what um, Marcus has, chorus, has said to Faco, then then uh, maybe I can be more at liberty to uh, to speak, because what was conveyed to me, if my memory is serving me roughly correctly, was something along those words. But I thought it's not my place to tell Ab that this is what Marcus is thinking or saying. But if that's what Marcus has passed on to Ab, then yeah, that that is in accordance with what I had heard from uh, from Marcus. And and to be fair, if he really does believe in his Exclave vision, which apparently I, I do believe is genuine. I think he genuinely believes in it. Then anytime someone's on your show, Ab, and and they're like, "Oh, I'm sick of society," which pretty much, to be honest, is half the people here are complaining about society. And then someone says they wish they could move away from it. I can see why Marcus would feel as though, "Hey, here's a chance for for Ab to plug." Well, it's just a mention, Exclave. I can see how he feels that way. Yeah. Has anyone done more to promote my Exclave than me, though, other than Marcus himself? I don't know. There, well, I don't. I don't there, know. You tell can me. You do a search on on the great Google and see if anyone else is linked to my exploits besides my site. Because if maybe someone's doing a better job promoting, I'm not really into marketing. But when I promote something, I usually use a referral link. That way, I get five dollars when someone signs up. Isn't that a good way of uh, promoting something, Odd? Because you're you're in marketing. I know you're in marketing, Uncle Odd. Well, it's interesting that you say that you're not in marketing, uh, Ab. That's an interesting thing. Hold on, hold on. Here's, here's Ab. Money, money, money. Must be funny. You're listening to another Fakeologist audio chat. We work on the value for value principle, where you give whatever you think this is worth, yeah? You're telling me that you're not into marketing, Ab. Come on now. And you let the cat out of the bag the other day when you said that your father is in marketing. That's very interesting. My father did what? You said that your father, he works in marketing, and he says he doesn't like the name FacoTube. Well, he's long since retired. He's too busy getting back vaccinated these days. <laughs> but he, he did spend many years in marketing, yes. He was, a, he was a manager. He's from the managerial class. 
So he was more of a managerial person. As he wasn't a creative person. If if you want to know his resume. Well, I think you are good at marketing, Ab. I think you're underselling yourself. And I think the little um, interludes every half hour, whatever it is, uh, I think that must be effective. And it's good to see people supporting what you're doing. All right. Okay. I'll take a compliment right after a challenge. That's fine. But, uh, Uncle Odd, um, do you think that... um, Do you think it's my job to direct everyone to... uh, a website that I'm not affiliated with and I don't know a lot about. I don't. When I'm yapping and chatting, oddball, Uncle. Ed? I do. I do not. I don't think that's your your role, yeah. and I don't think I've ever heard you say anything negative about it. I yeah, mean, I, really. I, it's, it's I, w- I was I was a member for like a month. So okay. He 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 uh he uses my dog Zammy in one of his pictures on his virtual tour. So. That was my contribution to uh, to uh, his world, but you no, know, I to me it's it's look. I believe that he's genuine too in his vision, and yeah. But I put on my you know business hat, and I'm like, okay. So back then, like it would have been a year ago, if I'm if I'm donating eleven bucks a week, um, it's gonna be a long fucking time until. He's breaking ground anywhere, or they're building anything that you can move into. And if it does, it's going to be up in his backyard. That doesn't do me much good down here in uh, Tampa, Florida. And yeah, so it was I one know. of those. It, it was one of those things that felt more like just my continued support would just be more, more of charity. And I just, I, I just didn't, you know, I didn't buy in. Uh, you know, if, well, if ever it, go ahead. Let me tell you something about you, Odd. If I was trying to start a very interesting concept from get it off the ground, I would hire you. I wouldn't charge you. I would hire you because that's what you do. Now, if you need someone to deliver groceries to the new concept, that's what I do. But if I wanted to start a new concept from the ground, I'd call someone like you and and hire you because that's what you do, as far as I know. Well, I uh, I think I think that's what I do. They they keep me around, so I keep getting projects. Yeah. But, uh, well, so you would be an ideal candidate for a charter membership, or at least an honorary membership, if you if you if you were trying to build something. Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 look, the vi- the vision is nice, but he speaks he speaks almost in present tense. When he talks about it, and that just kind of drives me nuts because I think it's a little bit fake left, go right. I mean, and and then in the same in the same you know uh, conversation, he talks about it being you know working on it for 20 years. And so when you're in a subscription model or a membership model, uh, you know, 20 years is a long time (laughs) to get an ROI, and so. I will, he says he has all of these uh, members, and, and I don't know. It, it's like, John, I listened this morning like Ab did to your call, and yeah, he was so. talking about ma- making seven grand in three hours, but then his reference point was something he did back in 2012 or something like that once. And so I just think that that's, I don't know, uh, <laughs> obviously uh, – he runs me the wrong way just because I, I 
my my impression of him is he doesn't listen. He's just uh, he he listens to be able to auto hoax whatever you're saying, or to be able to quickly research something that would provide a counter. So Uncle Odd, Uncle Odd, can you stop now? Because the next half of this conversation, I got to put this behind a paywall. I just had a thought. Okay. So if you want to listen <laughs> nice. to the rest, it's five hundred dollars. So stop the conversation right now. Five hundred bucks. Oh, we I can like make it. a more reasonable amount, like say a dollar a day or something. That might be more reasonable. Oh no, Again. no, no. What what Uncle Odd's got to say? Uncle Odd is worth probably five hundred bucks an hour. That's probably what he gets paid. I got at least <laughs> pay him his proper wage. Yeah, well, I'd, sa- I'd sign up. I'd sign up if it was a few dollars a month. There, but I'd definitely sign up. No, I'm a no, patron no, of Media Bear. Professional. The guy works Chris Knowles, the High Side Chats. I do support independent content creators, and other people will add. If you install a, a Patreon wall or a paywall, people will support you. I guarantee it. I like that. I like that model. A Patreon? No, the, the model of a paywall. I think that that's. I think that that's, there's value in that. If uh, you know, I. Used to subscribe to uh, Higher Side, and I stopped, but uh, I do subscribe to Crow. I get his second hour. Um, I think that's about it. But uh, and, and, of course, I support John LeBon, even though I'm a shitty member and I don't log in much. Not because I don't love you. It's uh, <laughs> What I love about what you're saying these days, John, is you're just over this COVID bullshit. And me too. I'm just exhausted. It's it's like well, you guys aren't even suffering though. That's not fair. You guys can't be over it because you guys haven't been smacked. We're in the middle of it. We're deep in it. They just they just cordoned off our Costco so you can only walk down the food aisle. I can't go buy antifreeze anymore. Not that I need it. It's kind of warm right now. Yeah, you guys. You can't you can't say you're over it because it's over where you are for the most part. No, well, I'm I wouldn't be sure about that, Ab. Maybe we're Uncle Lord is in Florida, but here in uh, beautiful Bulgaria, we're under another, not a lockdown, but everything's, like, things are closed. Like, you can't go into restaurants. You can't, you definitely can't go into restaurants or pubs or anything like that. So this idea that we're COVID or that we're co-hoax freeze, that's not quite true where I am. I'm just sick of talking about it, And you know what? There's only two people I listen to who still talk about it. You, Ab the Fakeologist, and Tim Osman. And only because I like you guys. That's the only reason I listen to you guys, despite all the coronavirus nonsense. Because I'm sick of... There's no one else I listen to talk about coronavirus. The moment I start talking about it, I'm out. And I only talk about it because I'm soaking in it knee-deep. I'm wading through it. And you will be for another five years, Ab, and you know that. You know that. that, Okay, and And I'm going to talk about it for five more years then. Thank God you gave me a timeline. You know what bothers me is that anything that is not associated with COVID initially gets taken over by COVID talk. So, like, specifically, these Telegram chats that are dedicated to crypto, they immediately, almost immediately turn into where you can't even get to any of the crypto stuff. It's just all COVID. And it's just like, fuck, you know? That's that's one problem, Uncle Otto. I agreed about that. But here's the other problem. And I, I heard you speaking about that maybe six weeks ago on a Fakeologist audio chat where you mentioned that about the crypto scene. I was like, well, I'm not in the crypto scene, but I believe that's what's happening. I believe, Uncle Otto. I bet you the crypto scene is now all COVID. Here's my problem. Here's my other problem with it. When people get into this attitude of talking about negative things, it attracts people who just want to talk about negative things. And basically, right. they want to blame the problems in their life on some externality. So in this case, yep. it's the government and the restrictions and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but... 
these same people don't really care about the COVID. They just want an excuse to complain. And those people, I've wasted enough. I'm, I'm 33 years old. I've wasted enough of my life around negative people. And I don't want to right. be having conversations that attract negative people. Right. And you can just get sucked into those. You get, it's just what I have assessed is that somehow built into this game that we're living in is they, the, whoever they are, they just don't care how they suck your energy. They're happy for you to suck your energy any way they can. And if it's getting 100%. you into these fucking uh, chats or whatever and everyone's been doing this circle jerk echo chamber on, you know, oh, this is tyranny, bad, they're bad, this is, they're, they're, they're violating the law. It's, it's kind of like we're, I'm, at, I'm at a point like, yeah, no shit. Okay, let's, let's live our life. People just need to start living their life. Yeah, and that includes if our lives do have more restrictions now or more impositions. All right, well, that's our life now. Let's get used to it. There are still good things. There are still amazing things in this world. Exactly. I'm talking to you. You're in Florida. I'm talking to Abby's in Toronto. This is being live streamed, recorded. Others can listen to it. Maybe a few hundred people around the world can listen to it. We can discuss whatever we want. This technology is freaking amazing. Freaking amazing. That's just one cool thing about the world. That's just one cool thing. There's lots of cool things. There is. There is. Did I lose you? Oh, no, I'm still here. That's it. Jan Eric has joined the room. Jan Eric coming to us from oh, hey, Jan. Norway, I believe. Norway? Yes. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening, Jan. How are you? Jan is the, uh, is the executor of the Uncle Odd channel on Telegram. He, uh, he keeps it going. I, I, <laughs> if I ever, ever want to know what's going on in the world of COVID and tyranny, that's the place to go. And Jan is the master of assimilating all of the information. So good job. Jan. Yeah, I tried to do some effort. Thank you. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't spend much time in there because I'm just. We were talking beforehand. I'm just kind of like uh, exhausted of it. So. Oh, that's because you stole them from my channel. Oh, did, <laughs> <laughs> did, did I did I recruit? I don't yeah, know. he was on my channel for the longest time. Then he disappears. I thought he went on vacation. Next thing I know, I make I dip my toe in ears by accident, and uh, Don Eric is over there. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, this is Derillium, and you're listening to Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. And then the next thing I know is he starts his own Telegram. So you might be uh, you might be out of it. I might be SOL. Well, you can you can uh, you can fish all no, the no, people out of out of mine and over to yours. That's cool. <laughs> nah, it's, it's not the pocket. It's not the competition. It's no 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 worries. No, no I'm not worried about the competition. I'm just worried about where to find you. <laughs> well, you know now. <laughs> no, I, actually, there was a, a guy on your channel who accused me of being a chill, and then I got fucking pissed off, and then I left. <laughs> uh, he accused uh, you of being drunk? Or what? A right chill. A, a chill? chill? Yes. Oh. What, is, what is it? Real, what real, is real. Everybody's been, you but know. Why, why are people so offended by that? Vernon Coleman was so offended, he started crying, and then now he's left brand new to so why, uh, why, 
You could call me. Um, you could call me a piece of shit, and I won't. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be okay. It doesn't bother me because I, I just look what? at the source. If you are I'm an not. authority, if you're an authority on whatever we're talking about, and you call me a nasty word, I might feel bad. But if you're a nobody, why would you care? Uh, I don't know. I just got fucking pissed off and I left. So that's just <laughs> okay. the way it is. That's all right. Okay. It's good to mix things up every once in a while, Jan. Yeah, sure. Go from one pastor to the next. Yeah, you know, or you could be John Laban and go from one country to the next. Sure. <laughs> well, the thing with that, well, you... is there's a very good chance that this is my final destination, and I'm comfortable I... with that. The way, the way you, things are in the world get... now. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think you were going to ask, I think your question was going to be, did I get residency here? I did, it cost me a fortune, but it was worth it, and now I'm... Good. Basically, I've got to stay here for uh, as long as I want, and that's pretty much what's going to happen. Now, for all we know, in the future, restrictions will go down and travel will sort of come back, maybe, we don't know. But I am at peace with this idea that this is now my home. I'm at peace with that. That's awesome. Because I don't get to decide what happens, man. I don't get to decide. So it's kind of like, if this is the chair I'm sitting on when the music stops, okay, this is my chair. I'm not going to sit here for the next five years complaining about my chair. This is my chair. I'm going to make the most of it. (laughs) I guess it's a better alternative than Australia for the moment, anyways. Heavens, yes, absolutely. I'm yeah. in Canada. Choices right now. Yeah, Canada, poor Canada. <laughs> Canada's good like. Being. I would Canada's... recommend people to leave, recommend people to leave Canada, not to move there. <laughs> yeah, looking really dark. Ab, I, there's an open Florida invitation, my friend. I'm, I'm. Maybe. It's on the list. It's either Texas yeah. or Florida at this point. I've li- I've lived down here long enough to say don't go to Texas. Ugh. Oh, is that right? Have you been to oh, Texas or lived? Yeah. Have, have you lived there? Yeah. I haven't I haven't lived there, but I've worked there for so long over my career. I've been in everywhere in Texas yeah. for lots and lots of weeks. It's hot as balls, and there's no there's no uh, breeze in Florida. You have the breeze oh. that crosses the state, and it keeps things even if it's hot. It's nice and breezy. Okay, and I like that. I like that. That's good advice. That's good advice. Te- Tex- Te- Texas has to go for Mexico, but Florida has to coastline towards the Atlantic. So it would be different now, wouldn't it? Climate. And, I, and, Florida's, and a I can, Florida's a peninsula. And I can see Russia from, from, from the beach. Sure. Yeah. Well, you can, you, call- you can see Russia from you know, the out of the corner of your eye. Well, there you go. <laughs> Abby, Abby lives in Russia now, actually. Or to China. I might be China. <laughs> I believe in Russian. To be fair to uh, Texas, though, like let's look at both sides of the equation. Texas is where all the cool podcasters are moving at. This could be the future of the cool podcasters. Joe Rogan and all his friends, they've made Texas their home. You know why? Because they, they, they decided to go to a state with no income tax and it's not as far to move from California to Texas or Arizona to Texas as it is to Florida. Just saying. They have no income That's tax whatsoever. Nope. Well, no, the no, other, no the state other, income tax. Oh, that's well, if they, really are, if they really are flooding the borders, then the only way the Mexicans are going to get to Florida is if they can do the uh, front crawl because otherwise they're not going to make it. And then there's that. Yeah, I think uh, Texas is, should be Mexis. Like half the population are Mexican. It used to be Mexican before the Mexican-American War, I think. That's yeah, it used true. to be Spain. Spain. I didn't realize, oh. but 
Quebec. Did you have you looked at the map of Quebec from 1750, which was basically New France? It uh, it took a big piece of Texas too. Oh, yeah. You, well, yeah, what you was the name of that? Uh, the, 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 the France sold uh, a huge area to, to the United States. Oh, what's the name of it? Louisiana is named after yeah, King Louis. Yeah, the Louisiana Purchase. Yes. Yeah, yeah that was huge. Quebec. Yeah. Quebec was most of North America. Hmm. So. Hey, John Laban, I have to give you major props for cutting that two-and-a-half-hour interview short just before Marcus was going to start talking about his sex life. Thank you. Well, well in fairness to uh, Marcus, and, and we should say for context listeners, that was the second hour, which is member-only. The stuff that I sent out uh, last night was the first hour, which was public. And uh, I don't think yeah, Uncle I, send me a copy his. of the second hour, would you? Send me the bootleg. As if you haven't already got bootleggers, I've already sent it to you. Ab. Come on now, I know all the dirty <laughs> secrets out there. Anyway, so Marcus I don't want to talk about his sex life, but I think he does have this idea that, which, by the way, Ab seems to have the same opinion. The people my age and younger should be trying to find partners and having children. The the issue that I have with people saying that is the same people who tell me this stuff are the same people who have a depressed outlook on the world today. And I'm like, how can you have your cake and eat it? How can you, on the one hand, think that the world's so terrible that that's, that's your main focus and then say oh by the way youngsters go and have kids it's like what? that doesn't really make sense to me and that's my issue with Marcus no like, no Marcus. no I, I, John I changed my mind about you go get the quack scene get it, just get it right in your ball I changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> you're right John, John, John you turn one me of my John, uncle, you can, one of my three you convinced me you convinced me just forget it forget it John, I think older people who, like us, who are married and have kids, maybe divorced and have kids too, um, where the first one didn't <laughs> go kids. so well. But uh, I don't think it's it's about the institution of marriage. But I do think that, um, you know, if you had a little John LeBon, it would enrich your life, uh, even though you might not think that. Uh, that's just kind of how... We're all hardwired now. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. It would enrich my life. Children are awesome, and if you can raise them well, it's the most wonderful thing. I'm totally on board with that. But that's one side of the equation. There's another right. side of the equation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm that, with you. If it's not, if it's not uh, and you're right, the younger generation is, uh, I don't know, if it, it's, just not, it, it's just not your thing. I get it. Um, and I'm not judging. Well, it's not even about judgment. It's just more about like... Uh, so going back to Marcus, as you raised up the Marcus thing, Marcus is still married to the wife that he met when they were, what, teenagers, early 20s maybe? So, and he's, have you listened to his children on this, on this uh, website? Yep. That son that he brought onto the show? Well-spoken, intelligent, articulate, thoughtful kid, right? So, for, so from Marcus's perspective, his marriage is still... They're still together. His kids have, have turned out, we can only infer pretty well. So it's easy for him to project that onto the world, like, oh, this is how it's going to be. What doesn't seem to understand is the world has changed dramatically since he was in his 20s, okay? Dramatic. Even just the last 10 years. So this idea of, oh, well, my marriage worked out and my kids are okay. Yeah, that's great. You, you did that 30 years ago, brother. That was then, this is now. And I don't think most people in their 40s, 50s have any idea what's going on out there. I think they're all completely... Hey, John, how long, has marriage been an insti- how long has marriage been an institution? How long have people been getting married? I have, I have no well, idea. You tell me. I think marriage has changed from my generation to my parents' generation to their parents' generation. It's, it's changed a lot. So it's going to change again. 
So uh, that to me is quite the cop out. Yeah, but there are a lot. You also meant marriage. Like, you also meant marriage. Okay, so I'm not just yeah. talking about marriage. I'm talking about society, the way that society works, the way that courting works. Yeah. What smartphones have done yeah. to people. Okay, once upon a time, people were pretty much limited to the potential partners in their vicinity. Okay, in their, right. their neighborhoods or maybe their workplaces. Now they're limited by nothing because they can just swipe, 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 swipe. There's always something better on offer. And humans, especially certain types of humans, they can't help but think that the grass is greener elsewhere. And now there's infinite green grass everywhere, which means that they're constantly comparing what they've got to what they imagine they can have if they swipe on this particular person, right? So the game has changed. And if you have never grown up in this... Stop swiping. No idea. I don't even have Tinder, stop. bro. <laughs> you're you're so talking to the wrong swiping. guy. I don't even have Tinder. I don't even have Tinder. Yeah, well. What I'm trying to explain to you is the, the world has changed markedly. Big time, okay? Big time. Yeah, is that, is that, is that, do you think it's good? Do you think well, it's it just is. I, I keep trying to explain this. It just is. It's not a good or bad thing. The, what we're seeing in the world is neither good nor bad. You get to choose in your mind how you want to see it. So I've looked at how things are, and I think, for me personally, do I plan to go and have children? No. Now, it still might happen. Who knows? I'm still relatively young. But I'm just saying right now, for, for someone who's in their 50s to say, oh, young people should go and have kids, it's like, what are you talking about? Do you have any idea what you're talking about? I do. I, I have a lot I don't, of ideas. I don't think. I don't think. I got fifty are, years of what I'm talking about. I don't think Uncle people Ida. are. <laughs> so. I don't think people are just are 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 saying, "Oh, I'm fifty. I have kids. Go out and get kids." What I said earlier was, I just think that kids enrich lives, and so that. So I personally think that someone is missing out uh, on a very very wonderful part of life by not having kids. But it's not easy. I agree with you, man. and I get it. I agree. I agree. It is missing out on a wonderful part of life. I agree. But again, there's another side to the equation. And when I weigh it in totality, well, you know, there's there's always uh, pros and cons to every decision, isn't there? Sure. Sure. Listen, I get listen it. to parents now. Listen to parents now talking about, you know, will my children get the vaccine? Can they go to school? Look at all these problems in their lives now that they've got to deal with because they've got children that they're responsible hey, for. Hey, John, guess what? John. I ain't responsible for shit. I could go and buy a bottle of Jack Daniels right now, get drunk as fuck for the next two days, wake up hungover, and guess what? No one, no one is harmed in any way. Oh, that's Whereas your when you're choice. a parent, your when you're choice. a parent, when you're a parent, you're now responsible. You've got to deal with the government, the schools, right? You've got to deal with: Can my kid do this? Can my kid do that? How does my kid deal with not being able to go to school now? He's behind a computer all day. Look at all these problems that people have now because they've got children that they're responsible for. And I have not a worry in the world. But now, John, now, John, uh, I think Jeff Berwick has it right. He unschools his children, and, and, and they're, just, they're just doing life without the government intervention. And I think that's pretty cool. I would, I've, good, said out loud, I've, I've said out loud that, that uh, I would hate to have kids now, um, but he's, he's persuaded me that if, if I – you would have to find the right mate. And I'm not even saying wife. I'm, I mean, it's. But but there there would be there would be. Is wife a four letter word? No, it's not a four level letter word. I'm just trying to speak to <laughs> a generation that doesn't really believe in the institution of marriage. So I, what I'm uh, focusing on is the blessings that kids can provide, and I think that <laughs> John, you'd be a you'd be a great dad, and I don't think you'd send your kids to to school uh, and get them vaxxed. I think you would figure out how to how to bring that, that child yeah. up so it's a you know very very smart engaged worldly kid. 
It'd be kind of yeah, cool maybe. to be your kid. That, that might be the case, right? And just with the whole marriage thing, I, I, maybe I should explain this to you. In the ideal world, I would love to get married and have a loyal wife and have lots of children. Lots. Okay? Mm-hmm. It would be fantastic. It would be brilliant. That would be the dream. And there are some guys out there with a loyal wife and happy kids. To me, they're the luckiest dudes on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. I've got, mm-hmm. that's not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I think it's wonderful. What I'm saying is that in this time and place, the way the world is now, that, that imagination is just an imagination. A few men will succeed in it. Most will fail miserably. Most. So I have to look at this in totality and think, well, what do I think is going to happen? And I have to make a logical decision based on the available evidence. Do you see what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, you're going logical versus emotional, and that's, uh, that's, I, I totally get it. There's lots anyone of logical listening to this, uh, anyone listening to this, Anyone listening to this who is a married man with, with a loyal wife and happy kids, dude, your life is better than mine, seriously. <laughs> like, here's the issue. Yeah, but the men out there with yappy wives, the men out there with yappy wives and with disloyal wives and with shithead kids, no, my life is better than this. Easily. Easily. <laughs> and, and and don't forget alimony payments and child support. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then and then kids getting turned against their parent, like usually against their father by their by their mother. Imagine that. That would crush me if that happened to me. I, I don't have to imagine. Been through it, but you know, it's cycle of life, it comes back around. If you live long enough you see everything. Mm-hmm. I think uh this new normal make people Rather fatalistic. At least I have become a real fatalist lately. Mm-hmm. My view of life has totally changed. It has. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Now that the yeah. world is now that the world is one big Costco. <laughs> yeah. What did you go with that, you uh, that? <laughs> thing in court? Or have you gone ahead with it? Uh, so they filed. Uh, Motion to dismiss, we responded to it, and now it goes mm-hmm. into the legal proceedings, which I'm finding is just a clusterfuck, and the sure. agreed-to the agreed to schedule, this w- won't even go to a jury trial until at least oh. first quarter of 2022. So, mm. thank goodness. Yeah, they're, thank they're goodness, kicking the can down the road. Yeah, thank goodness that uh, I'm not paying... An, a, you know, hourly rate on an attorney. I mean, sure. <laughs> I get it. I get why people don't don't sue. Um, it looks it looks like they're gonna. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I was finished. It looks like they're putting in a new law in the United Kingdom now that uh, uh, common law and all that stuff is going to be prohibited. It's out. Wow. So then That's you have surprising. nothing to defend yourself with. No. They got a pl- they got a plan for everything. Yeah, I think they've done that before too. Yeah, they got yep. a plan for everything. Work with yeah, what I you would, got. Was, work with what I you got. I was running want, the place. Want, want what you have and live your life. It's kind of like sure. the only option you have if you want to stay sane. I think. Mm. Yeah, this whole thing is quite a test for the for the mental health of most people. Oh yeah. Us, I guess. And it's hey, quite the ride. And, it's quite the ride. <laughs> and let's let's uh, let's go. give let's give props right now. Let's uh, promote Exclave for for Marcus, so he doesn't <laughs> uh, he doesn't accuse us of. I thought we did in the first hour. This this hour is sponsored by Tide. Clean your viruses twice a day. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> All jokes aside, though, since since we're in the Marcus Allen thing, like I'm serious, I don't think he has uploaded anything for three weeks. So I haven't heard from him. I mean, well, we're not members, John. I, well, I'm not a member, so I wouldn't know. You're no, you're a member. I am a member. I, I support the content that I that is, I think is good. Is Uncle Odd a member? He said nope. before that he has was, his, but now he's not. Has his wife uh, started a GoFundMe? Did he did he uh, did he somehow exit the stage and profit? <laughs> no, All right, take back what I said. I just checked his website again, and he has uploaded for the first time in a month. He did upload yesterday, so that's good news. I'll, I'll, listen, okay. to I'll listen to this first thing tomorrow. Okay. All right. You've got a date. He's alive. A date they, live. they live. <laughs> I was, uh, Uncle Odd, I found a, a preacher by way of somewhere. I can't remember. And I believe he's in Wisconsin. Yeah, his Fantastic. website is. Yeah, he's really good. His website is denytyrant dot com. So he's yes. quite smart. He's got his own website, his own email list. He's getting knocked off YouTube every time he uploads, and he speaks super well. I think he's on board with the idea that I'm not sure he's on board with the idea that viruses are part of the terrain and not invasive. I can't remember right. He speaks really well, and I think you'd yes. like him. And I put him on FACOTube. Okay. Hold on. Hi, this is John French. This is Measum. Joe from Atlanta. Joe Mama. Gaia. I'm Buck Chair. It's me. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. Yeah. I think and this is the time... I think this is a time yeah, for ahead. people to lay away the differences and across the dom- dominations in the cat- in the church and in Christianity and uh, oh yeah actually cooperate now that, if you're Catholic or Protestant point, or whatever. Well, no, but the Catholics are for the Pope wants to rule the Covidian cult. He's not going to cooperate with anybody unless no, you're cooperating correct. with uh, with a needle. But he suggested what the fuck is, could you expect? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, but yeah, the point I'm making is he did a video, I guess, with his church members, and yeah. uh, they were all they did a we're not we're not I don't wear a mask with the children, and it got me thinking the reason why the Covidians are putting fences around churches in Canada is they want to break all those horizontal families, those bonds, and he talks about the four different levels of government, and they're all beneath God. There's self-government, family government, church government, and civil government, and above them all is God. Sure. And he was showing how none of the four governments below God can overrule each other. And now, of course, we have the civil government trying to stop self-government, stop church government, and stop family government in Mm, one shot. So they... It's just, and it got me thinking, well, of course, a church is its own culture, it's its own family, and that's why they want to break the churches, because the churches never are compatible with communism. And if we are getting communism up here, you can't have, you just can't have churches, because this guy has this whole congregation reading from his songbook, and of course, even in a church, if you don't sing from the church hymn book, then you're pretty much out of the church. And you you would probably leave yourself because you wouldn't be able to stand the pressure of not conforming. So I'm not saying the church is the be-all and end-all, 
But damn it, it's if you can find a church with a pastor like that who is anti-Covidian, I said I, I'll join his church before I'll join the Covidian cult. Yeah. John, did you uh, get my email this morning that I sent to you and Marcus? Yeah, I did, and it's a funny coincidence that you're here tonight, because I was planning to pop into the audio streamer tonight to uh, record a special little message to fakeologists, like the fakeologist community. And then I saw you in here in Adwood, I'm like, oh, what are they talking about? Yeah, I bet your email, I'll respond to it first thing, or second thing yeah. tomorrow. It'll be, uh, don't you worry. I'm looking forward to it. should be good. But can uh, you respond uh, to it now? Well, 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 it's but, an email, and there was a few ideas in there that I wanted to like, share my ideas with uh, Uncle Adam. Oh, all right. Yeah. But you yeah, said you were going to record your response. No, I, no, I was going to record a response to, to Uncle Otto. I was actually going to uh, just come and have a quick chat with the fakeologist community. But then you guys were here, which is even better. So it's, uh, I mean, the point I was making the, was the, I wasn't expecting right. Uncle Otto to be here. But it's, um, yeah, it's good. It's worked out well. The, 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 uh, the, the uh, genesis... I'll give uh, Marcus all the props in the world. He said something that I just, I had to stop and say, that's the best quote of 2021. He said, the Truman Show is the World Economic Forum. And I thought that was just so insightful. So true. Mm. What does that mean for uh, the heart of thinking like me? And me. (laughs) And you? Yeah. So we're living in this, we're living in this, you know, show that's sponsored by the World Economic Forum. Everything that is happening right now is a byproduct of their spider web on their platform. Yeah, it's like like a huge TV production. Yeah. Similar, similar, yeah, sure. And so it's just like we are all being controlled by Mm. the World Economic Forum and that spider web. Well, we're all being controlled by... We're all being controlled by fear. I don't think the World Economic Forum spinning COVID wheel is in anyone's head. We're all controlled by fear. And if fear leads us into their spider web that they created, then they're just wrong. So be it. So be it. Wrong. Fear fear is the weapon they they use, the World Economic Forum. Yeah, yeah. They are the orchestra leader of this. So Hmm. everything from their spider web manifest into everything that we're that's happening right now it's been so well yeah. planned i mean they, mm-hmm. i do give them credit they're smart smart and they've been planning this for decades probably and the uh, bis uh, and the imf is a huge part of this as well it's not only the world economic forum no, and you have but, but it's also they always always see it always see it as well yeah you're exactly yeah. right um yes. but 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 they're I guess the point is, if you follow the breadcrumbs, it's like mm. if I think about the Truman Show, it's it's like I can think about the, you know, behind the scenes to where they're saying, cut, cut to this camera, cut to that camera. To me, mm. that's the World Economic Forum in there barking the orders. Technocracy is 100 years old. They didn't just start 20 years ago. They tried, they were thrown out of Canada in the 40s. Yeah. I would say no, that the... The Soviet Union was it a went to the US. by the way. Right. But it didn't work Definitely. very well. You see, communism never works. It does. It sounds great on paper. But you know what? Humans are so damn uncooperative. You know, any organization. They all got, they all got their own ideas, and that always gets in the way. Always. Right. Now, they, these guys have a, 
a boatload of money that they're throwing on people that change their minds. But the yeah. money will run out. It will run out eventually, and everyone who got something is going to want more. And they also have this pesky problem of when you got millions of people that aren't in the club, they get restless and they need something to do. So if you don't take care of them by either shooting them or drugging them up or paying them off, they're going to they're gonna be up your butt. I think they're going to do all, the, uh, all of the above. Uh, they're going to do all of the above, uh, I think. In the cards, yeah. they don't have only one weapon in the arsenal. Yeah. They have a, a, a huge one. <laughs> uh, uh, this is uh, yeah. way beyond crazy what is going on. It is. Yeah. Well, they're, it is. they're taking a big they're taking a big risk because of the great unknown, which is human yeah. beings. Because mm. it, this is an experiment okay. never really been done before. But let's stop right there, and I want to I want to pay homage to JLB and his. Uh, you know, work on the NPC theory. I totally, 100, can you go more than 100%? I don't think so, but 100% believe that, uh, that, that people, people that I run into every day, they just don't process information the way I do. I do believe that they are NPCs and I, I hold out no hope. I went to a, a, an AA meeting this morning And there's a guy, nice guy, came up to me and he said, uh, he's like, uh, so did you get your vaccine? And, and I said, no, I, I haven't gotten. And he goes, why not? And I said, well, I, you know, I'm one of those guys. Just uh, I'm not going to be a guinea pig on something like that. You know, I'm trying to be nice to him and not just say it doesn't exist. You said you were going to be in the control group. I like that line better. Yeah, I was trying to be, I was trying to be nice. And uh, and he said, I cannot understand why anyone would not get this. And I said, I can't understand, sir, why anyone would. I'll agree to disagree on that. And he walked away. I could tell he was butt hurt. He was just like, you know, like shaking his head. Just, but that's 99% of the people out there, guys. I know. But you know what? I like I wouldn't come up to you, Uncle Odd, even if we were in a an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, and I would say, "Hey, Uncle Odd, um, are you circumcised?" <laughs> I find the vaccination question very personal. I don't think anyone has any right to ask you. Yeah, but everybody, I, I really, everybody is is they they talk about everybody's it like, talking about it. They're, they're talking about it in a, in a way that sounds like this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, next week. I'll get my second vaccine, and you know, and then everybody's heads are bobbling, going up and down, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But they're 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 like they're survivors, and that's a badge of honor, and it just yeah. boggles my mind. Where the circumcision well, analogy falls down, though, Abby, is that when you go to a, a meeting and if someone other guy is circumcised or not, you know it doesn't affect your health. But these people have it in their minds that whether you're right. vaccinated affects their health. They truly believe what they they've been told. The vast majority of them. And they always will. Yeah. It wasn't a perfect comparison. It was more just trying to point out, it's, I think it's quite personal, what you do with your body, and it's still a medical intervention. So yeah, I get what you're I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just pointing out that for the masses, it's the opposite of I see the weakness. This is a collective thing. Yeah, this I... is a hive mind thing. We all must do as the hive mind must do. We must all do what the experts say, and the experts say get the vaccine, so we must all do it. We're all in it together. Yeah, We're all in it together. Their brain was to believe in. Their brain was. Their brain was to believe in contagion, 
and I've never seen any in my life, ever. Worse than just contagion yarn, Eric, they've been brainwashed to believe in invisible body-possessing demons. All right, that's yes. what we're dealing with here. Invisible yes. body-possessing demons is what yeah, people truly believe that's in. A good, so this idea that oh, good... in the past, in the past, um, you know, they used to burn witches at the stake and they used to believe in demons. That's not the past. That's today. Right, so We are sure. surrounded by utter morons, period. It's just, re- it's just re- re- that we re- can say or do to change it. It's just rebranded. <laughs> it's, it's just a different year. My wife asked me to explain the NPC theory, and I told her, I said, do me a favor. So see that she had the television on. It was some Russian show. And I said, I want you to go try to argue one of those people talking to walk across the street. Just try to argue. Tell them that there's something that's going to come and hit them just see how effective you are at getting them to walk across the street. I said, they're NPCs. They're programmed. You can't, you can't change their minds. And <laughs> I believe that that's what we're dealing with today. People are just programmed, and there's no way you can change their minds. Because, I'll t- you know, I could take it to a different level, and I could say the demons are possessing them. <laughs> some, yeah, some the, all the-, the, the, actor, the actors on the TV show, they, they are running on the script, and so are the people uh, yes. outside as well in society. The NPC. And, and my point was, you exactly can't argue thing. with you can't argue with the TV. Was my point. That's NPC theory oh. in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. It's spot on. Well, you can't you can't you can't argue with a year of total spectrum dominance propaganda. That's what you can't argue with. But why did people? Yeah, but watch these, it? these were these people were programmed before this COVID bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they were. But they I, were, I never they were I never thought to this before. level. I never thought no, no, to no. this level. I thought did, did, it would be the 80-20 the <laughs> rule. I thought there'd be 20% of people like me that would be with that, walking around without a mask. That I'm the only one I ever see without a mask. Seriously. Ever. That's crazy. Even if you don't have a mask mandate in, uh, in Florida, no, still people are wearing that yeah. stupid thing. Yeah. And you know what so it means it, for you? You know what it means for you, Odd? It means you have to keep yourself beautifully manicured because... People don't have anything to compare you to now, so you have to be the best-looking <laughs> human being all day because everyone else can let themselves go. So you really gotta you gotta be a perfect specimen if you're not wearing a mask. So don't go uh, scraggly on your beard, or don't be looking like a crazy guy. You better look like the GQ man. Well, I am the only representing. person. That, I am the only person, and I've said this more than once to people that uh, you know have asked, why aren't you wearing a mask? And I'll, I'll, my go-to isn't the control group. It's what? And deny you of this smile, deprive you of this smile. And I'm the only people or person that people see uh, facial expressions during the day. And that's crazy to me. It is. Well, totally surreal. I, I, spend way, I spend way too much money on my teeth to hide them. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> they're straight. They're straightened. They're cleaned every three months. Uh, oh, your dentist really let you in now? I thought your dentist gave you the no. I switched. Finger. No, I gave them okay. the middle thing. I sw- I switched to a young guy. I okay. switched to another cool. guy. Yeah, I switched. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Whatever happened to uh, that dude running for mayor up there? Uh, what's his name? Um, gosh. Kevin J. Johnson. Yeah, Kevin. What what happened after he got arrested? 
Well, he got out after about 24 hours, and um, he was basically assaulted by the cops because they didn't read him his rights. They did everything wrong. So he's he. I think he's filing a, a charges against them with another police force for assault. But he got out, um, and then they got into the discussion that Dawson Creek is the beginning of a highway that goes to the west coast of British Columbia. And they call that area the, I think, the Highway of Tears, where a lot of women are going missing, especially Native women, the cohesive glue of the community. They're, they're allegedly being kidnapped just to break up some of the Native families because they don't want this pipeline that China's building that Canada is not authorized. It's quite a story of basically the Chinese are building a pipeline in Canada that has not been approved. So they're just building it with their own people, their own material, their own wow. security forces. I think they made a deal with a couple of the Indian reserves that are along the path. They might have bought them off. Or It's quite devious. Quite, it's they might quite have, amazing. They might have bought the whole of Canada, Tim, actually. They might have bought the whole of Canada, but I just know... Yeah. That he, this investigative reporter, Patrick King, has driven to the yeah. West Coast, Prince Rupert, which is becoming the biggest container port, including Los Angeles and Vancouver and Seattle. So they're doubling up the container capacity. Canadian vessels are not allowed to use the port. We sold the port to the United Arab Emirates. China yeah. is building a pipeline at this port, so they're bringing in all the people, 3,000 Irish, are housed at the mm. port in these portable units. It's wow. insane. It's insane. I saw that video. So we're, call it interesting. We're, we're occupied, man. That's it's over, crazy. man. We're, they have, it's over. They have a bridgehead now. They have a bridgehead now. No, no, we can take all the country. You're done well, just, well, the <laughs> you know, I think the Chinese probably funded the environmental groups to protest any pipeline. And that way they don't have to pay any royalties to Canada. And now they're just taking the oil or the, and the natural and the timber. gas or, or whatever. And yeah. the timber, wow. too. It is illegal to uh, <laughs> take it by, by truck in, inside the country because of some environmental shit. And, uh, no, it's because of... It's because of an insect that allegedly, and it did come. The insect did come to Ontario because I see the trees; they're dead. Mm -hmm. The ash trees are dead. So they they bl you know they blame it on cross interprovincial lumber trade. Wow! Now they could yes. have easily just released this stupid ash bore ash bore themselves to blame it on that. I mean, they, they can do anything. That's what they I want. think they did. They this could do anything they, they want. Guaranteed. So right now, they China over. loads up China loads up the timber into containers. They ship it over to China. They do all the processing of the China, of the of the timber. So all those jobs, were, and that was what British Columbia was built on the lumber trade. So all the manufacturing of lumber is all gone. So China, so the the raw material goes to China, gets processed, and sold back to Canada. They That's do the same works. with fish, fish here in Norway, Tim. Every, everything. Everything. Yes. We are just we are just a resource. That's it. Yep.
we're you know Canada is like a prostitute. All we do is sure. rent out our hole. We, you don't get any benefit. <laughs> you just rent out yeah. the hole. You pay for the hole, and uh, there's no benefits accrued to the woman that she rightly would deserve if she wasn't just selling herself, selling her raw material. It's just, it's just it's the, disgusting. Uh, the definition of a development country is that they are exporting resources without uh, doing anything with them before they export them, and the West has become yeah. like this now. Almost every country. Don't process anything. We yeah. sell the raw material, and then you're a developing country. You're not industrialized anymore. So what if you know, uh, real you estate prices are going up dramatically in Canada and uh, parts of the US, like despite the so-called economic yeah. slowdown, the house prices oh, yeah. are rising rapidly. Because that's what I'm reading on message boards, but I can't verify it. It's true. It's ridiculous. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's ridiculous. So what, do you, what do you make of that? I can speak to that down here in Florida because everyone's Go going ahead. to move to Florida. And I have uh, I, I've been trying to get my daughter back uh, closer to home and have uh, invested in or wanted to invest in a rental property and then rent it to her subsidize it obviously as her papa um and and i couldn't i mean i finally got a house last week um in my range that i was shooting for but every single house has five backup offers over asking it's crazy so So what's the explanation for this because it doesn't make sense from a, a regular or orthodox economic viewpoint if there's a downturn in the economy in theory there should be less money being spent on houses like in theory so how do you explain the house prices going up dramatically? There must be something people, going people, on. People from people from New York and other areas are wanting to come to a state in Florida anyway that doesn't have state income tax. And with Zoom now, people can work from home. And every house yeah. that's bought, every other house that's bought, is purchased by an Indian. Hmm. So, Therefore, our, our it, and also, it's an asset. The main one of the main reasons is a, it's an appreciation asset because you can't put your money in the bank because we're close to negative interest rates. So you got to put it in something. So the stock market and the housing market, real estate's going up. And it's probably also why the crypto market's going up because people just need a place to park their money. Pretty simple. So don't forget, John, there is a whole class, the managerial class that will take over. They are still getting paid. The buses are yes. still going full blast. So the bus drivers still make 100000 a year in Canada, even if their bus is empty. So they're right. still borrowing money to pay the, the managerial class because they are gonna, they're the only class that will be left after they wipe out the middle class. So the managerial class, the 50,000 in Poland, 50,000 managerial communists, ran a country of 36 million slaves. That was Poland. That's what the preacher said. Mm. That's what's that's coming zero here. Point, so, that's 0.0. 0.0 that's 0.0014% of the population. Uh, yeah, well, that's what he or, said. It's pretty, yeah. pretty remarkable. Hmm. So what but you're saying is like prices are going up in places like Florida because people are trying to get away from New York. That makes sense. And I'm just looking here. It says, according to the New York Post, that New York real estate is down 15 or 20 percent. 
So that does fit in with what you guys are saying. But how yeah. about how about places like Toronto or Vancouver or Sydney or Melbourne? New Yorkers aren't going there. So how come even in these places the prices are rising as we speak? Go into well, it's a yeah, it's zero. It's near very low interest rates and uh, nowhere to put nowhere to park your money. You have to. You, you may as well have a nice house. All the tradesmen are super busy because everyone's renovating their house. Because they, yeah. they can't go on vacation. They're not, they don't even need a second car. So there's a lot of freed up money there. And you may as well have a nice nest if you're going to be locked into it for the rest of your life. That's, and you can, and have, people you can, never, you, you can never go out to dine yeah, either. People don't go out right. dining, dining either. So there's a lot of money not being spent there, which people accumulate. You can put into, into They're wiping out the small business owner. Yes. They're totally wiping out the yeah. small businesses. Well, they're gonna wipe out. I heard they're gonna wipe out the landlord too because I yes. don't know where it was. It must have been New York State, where if you don't want to pay your rent, you can't be evicted. So it's that's everywhere. A good way to kill the okay. It's everywhere they kill the just, landlord. They just extended the anti-eviction uh, laws until the, uh, January of t- 2022. So that was the and other where thing though. That, but where? Uh, here, where? In, here in Florida. So I, I, I know this, okay. speaking, speaking with trying to buy homes of these, the, the problem is some of these landlords are putting their home on the market, but people aren't buying them because they would inherit they the tenants. issue of a tenant, but they can't evict. So you can't even get a tenant out if you want to sell your place? Nope. Oh, that's nope. crazy. Wow, that's a huge, yeah. Nope. They're going after, after, after everyone who has money now. Yep. And, then, and then and then once once they wipe everyone out, then the laws will come in to where they'll they'll tax you tax your home to oblivion to where your taxes sure. will be yeah, on well, your mortgage. No, I said that. Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah, That's just that. one way they could do it. There's one there's there's a lot of ways they can do it. To me that would be the easiest way. Yeah. And they're trying in California to uh to have a non realized tax. So if you Let's say you, yeah. John, you, t- you took that $5 million in Bitcoin. Uh, you know, they, in, in California, if the law passes every year, they would tax you on that $5 million, whether you held it or not, whether you sold it or not. So well, unrealized gains. Unrealized yeah, gains. That's, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. that's the word. So, yeah, you're, you're probably right. You'd have to sell it to pay the tax. Now, yep. I guess if you have, yeah. Yeah, but what if you? Yeah, so that that's a good way of them chipping away at your asset, isn't it? Okay, I get it. It's, it's basically like give us a, it's a mafia fee. Give us a piece of your asset, and, and you have to sell it that, to pay the that tax. That goes for that goes for your home too. So if your home's appreciating, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You can't, but you can yeah. sell some bit, Bitcoin. You can't sell a piece of your house. So they're just so you'd have to get them. a loan. No, so yep. you get a line of credit on your home to pay the tax. And then you'd be underwater in a few years, and then that's, you're out. That's the California You're out of your house. house. But that's just not just California. The, the that's, stuff. that's the United Nations model. Excuse me? You don't the Bitcoin stuff, though, because I know you guys are both Bitcoin fans. Just put some numbers behind what I'm saying. In Australia, like this is from one of the establishment outlets. They're saying that in the December quarter of last year, so a few months ago, the median house price in Australia rose 4%. That's in a quarter. So you're looking at close, like if you were to annualize that, you're looking at close to 20%. And that was in supposedly the worst 
uh, year, like the worst economic year in in what recent recent memory. Oh, so there's a lot of John. I'll one better you. I'll one better you. The houses near the airport where I live, where the immigrants live, the recent immigrants, they're going up six percent a month. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, they they are doing quantitative quantitative easing now also, so they are pumping so much money into the system. Well, that's it. it. it has the money to has to go somewhere. Yes. Like I I got mad at my friend because he took a loan from the government. I didn't get the, I didn't take a loan from the government because I didn't feel right about it. But then I found out all the guys I know took a loan. He took a loan and he spent thirty five thousand dollars on his driveway. And I said to him. Are you stupid? Like I know, you, I said to him, I know you're stupid, but that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. He got one of these. He got one of these uh, mosaic driveways, sort of an artistic driveway, which is fine in Florida and California, but when you live in a, a freeze thaw cycle, like the water freezing destroys all concrete. And I wow. said, and I already said, do you have a crack in it yet? Because he put it in last year. I said, how did it, did it make it through the winter? said, oh, no, it's, there's a big crack in it now. I said, why would you do that? Why? Like, did are you did not- he have to pay it back? Did he have to pay the loan back, or was it forgiven? No. They, they're, well, he does, yeah, he does have to pay it back by the end of next, this year, or next year. But they forgive 20% right off the bat. But I still said, that's, I don't know, that's just, that's the kind of money. There's so much money coming in. And people are putting it all in crazy places and bad investments. Like, to me, that's, a driveway is a bad investment. It's a bad investment. Unless so the driveway it. is over a dip, like he dug a hole, put a lot of money in there, and the driveway was just a cover story to take a free loan, you know what I'm trying to say. But that'd be a smart thing to do. No, because like, no, the loans were given. No, your money's deflated. The lo- no, the loans were given, no question asked. They were, Jeez, that's what I'm the saying. The loans were given, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's. They just gave it out. They, 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 reminds me, it reminds me of 2008. And you know what happened through the years before 2008 where they just gave away loans like candy. And, and that's where people got in trouble is they got these adjusted rate mortgages. And people who never could afford a home got into these homes. And then when, they're, when the interest rates did, they killed them. Yeah. Subprime mortgage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is going to be stuff. 10 times worse. This is going to be yes. 10 times worse when it pops. It's going to be worse than 1929. Unless you're in Bitcoin. Well, I don't, I don't think there's any... I don't think anything is safe. <laughs> I, I, I just don't. No, they, they might confiscate Bitcoin at some point. That, never. They can't do that. It, a, a great audio book that everybody should listen to if you just want to understand, it's the best book out there. It's called Bitcoin, Hard Money You Can't Fuck With. And if you listen to that and you're, you're still of the mindset that it's not a perfect asset, then I think you're just crazy. Uncle, can I say I agree with Jeff you? They can't confiscate Bitcoin. They can't confiscate it. However, what they can do is flood the market with excess supply. And there's a few wallets that control a huge, huge amount of the Bitcoins that have ever been created, right? And who knows why would who controls they do that? those wallets? Why, okay, they why would make, they cause an economic collapse? They can't make it illegal. No, they can't. Just putting aside do. the illegal thing. I'm not talking about anything illegal. I'm saying if they wanted to create some kind of uh, bubble, like a housing bubble, and then collapse it, right, why couldn't they do the same thing with Bitcoin? Because they can. Like it would be very easy for them to do that. 
if Michael Saylor of of uh, MicroStrategies, who's invested all of their uh, treasury into Bitcoin, if he ever dumped, I agree with you. It would just totally, you know, but there would be buyers and long-term, uh, put it this way, it is, you just have to listen to the book and then we can talk about it. I'm not saying people shouldn't invest in Bitcoin, by the way. It could go to, in fact, I would not be the least bit surprised if it goes to a million by the end of this year. I'm not saying people should invest. It's just this idea that oh, Bitcoin is outside of the system. No, the Bitcoin is from the system. Okay, it uses the SHA technology. Where do you think that comes from? It's it's not outside of the system. It is more in the system than currency. At least currency you can hide somewhere, whereas all of your Bitcoins is on the blockchain that they created. How, how did that work out for the Venezuelans, John? People who had know, who were like crazy multimillionaires, billionaires, lost everything when the money printer goes... Yeah, what I'm saying to you yeah. is they can dump a lot of their Bitcoins onto the Bitcoin market. And there's not that much volume, okay? It's not like, it's, it, it's not like Bitcoin is some uh, magical thing that is not affected by basic economics. If you've got a whole bunch of people selling Bitcoin and not many people putting that much money in, then what do you think happens? The price collapses, yeah? And there's only a few exchanges. It's not like there's, this is a, a system that is uh, advanced and there's hundreds of different exchanges all around the world. There's a few exchanges that control most of the so-called liquidity. So it'd be very right. easy for them to collapse this if they wanted to. Now, am I saying they're going to do that? No. I'm just saying Bitcoin is not outside of the system. It's not outside of the system. I think the rare, art would be the, the rare art would be the best place to put big money. That will never depreciate because you always have extremely rich. Now, now we can talk about NFTs. That crazy fucking <laughs> anomaly. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to post on Rarible my dog's most famous video that's been shared over a billion times in social media. And I'm going to, I'm going to post, I'm going to sell it. I'm just going to create one and it's called uh, the giant hug heard around the world. And I'm going to post it for 500,000 bucks or 250 Ethereum. And I, in this market, I have a sneaky suspicion I'm going to get it and somebody's going to flip it and sell it for like 60 million bucks. <laughs> it's that's how crazy last week, uh, uh, Saturday Night Live, they did a skit called, What is an NFT? And they ended up turning that last week into an NFT, and it sold for $460,000. Just that skit. What is an NFT, by the way? Non-fungible token, meaning that it's so, unique, totally, it? totally unique, so somebody could have so, an original so work of art. Did it's crypto. Okay. okay. It's a thing. It's a real thing. It's, uh, I mean, that's what I'm learning about this whole crypto ecosystem is that's where a ton of money is shifting. And so to me, that, that answers the, your question, John, of, you know, if the market or if the uh, uh, economy is going into the shitter, well, not all of it. Not all of it. There's lots of new millionaires out there. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. And the cool thing about an NFT is if, you, if you're a creator and you sell it, like let's say that I'm successful and it sells for 500000 bucks or 250 Ethereum. I then have a royalty on it. If they sell it, whatever they sell it for, the, the, the creator gets 15%. And it just keeps – and then if it's sold again, you get 15% of whatever that is. So – uh, that's why there's a rush. All these artists are now trying to get in, get their art into NFTs. Hmm. I find it fascinating because on the blockchain you can you can track it back as the original. So 
somebody sold their Pepe the Frog meme for three hundred and thirty thousand bucks. Yeah, three hundred thirty three hundred thirty nine thousand. I think it was. Do you think this is kind of part of the the overall agenda for the future that was to have everything on the blockchain? Like, do you feel like Absolutely. the whole crypto community is, is helping to usher in the future that so many people tell me they don't want? Probably. Because to me, it's obvious Absolutely. that's the case. But I don't have a moral problem with it. Like, I don't see it as a problem. Because firstly, I'm not afraid of the future. It's coming, so I'm, I'm at peace with it. But secondly, right. even if I did have a problem with the future, someone's going to make money getting us there. So I don't have an issue with people doing yes. it. But I do, I do think there is some contradiction if someone says on the one hand, I don't like what's happening, I don't like the future that they've got for us, blah, blah, blah. And then on the other hand, help us bring that in by normalizing the blockchain. It'd be like me sitting here saying, I don't like being fat while I'm eating cake. It's like, well, I'm, I'm actually helping this situation. You know what I mean? Like, I'm actually contributing to it directly. Hello? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're, um, we're, we're completely outnumbered by the um, off-the-record room. In room 11 right now, there's literally 10 people in the off-the-record room. I wonder what Ab... I know Ab's on mute now. Maybe he's busy uh, at work or something, but it is interesting that there's more people talking off-the-record lately than on the record. Like, for the last probably three or four nights, that's been the case as well. What do, what do you make of that, Jan? Why do you think that is? Uh, uh, I haven't come to a conclusion on that one yet. I've been thinking about the same thing. Oh, what do you think? We, we used to have these um, off-the-record calls on my Discord server, especially last year uh-huh. when I was stuck in Malaysia. I had nothing to do, so I was just sitting around drinking and talking shit on my Discord. We would get more people yeah. who wanted to talk off-the-record than on-the-record. So we'd record the member uh-huh. calls and then have an like, off-the-record after call. And the after calls were often more popular. Yeah. Because people, I guess, they don't want their thoughts recorded forever or whatever. Like, fair enough. Yes. I think it boils down to that, really. Yeah, we've lost, uh, we've lost Ab and we've lost uh, Uncle Odd. So that's a shame. But uh, yeah, Jan, how do you feel being back, man? You've been back here for a few weeks. How do you like him being back mm-hmm. at fakeologist.com? No, it's great. I, need, uh, I get to vent my frustrations of the mosque starts surrounds me, so yeah, it's a good thing. I think that's what a lot of people come here to do, is to, to vent their frustrations. Very understandable. I was listening to your chat with yeah. Armin Rye. Man, that dude, that Portuguese dude, super smart, isn't he? Absolutely. He, I, he, he must be... Uh, Educated in a good school, I think. He's super sharp and really uh, eloquent and uh, everything. Yeah, he was... Um, I'm only about an hour and a half into the, the audio chat with you and him uh, at the beginning. And he's getting into all this philosophy of language stuff. And uh, I'm like, wow, this guy... This guy's read a book or two, I'm willing to bet. Absolutely, he's well read. And his English is flawless as well. It is flawless, yeah. And he, he barely even has an accent. I don't know if that's a normal thing for Portuguese people, but... I normally pick up accents, but uh, with him, hardly any. Yeah. I would never have guessed he was from Portugal. It's like the Swedish dude that was on on, uh, the other day, uh, Delete the Elite. He was Swedish, and his uh, US English was perfect. Most uh, Swedish people I can pick out when they speak English, I can heal it really quickly, but not him. Nothing. Yeah, does it seem... I don't know, maybe because you've only been here for a little while. Hold on. Here's... uh, Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form, from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to Fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support.
And if you're looking to escape the new normal, go to exclave.com. That's exclave.com. Marcus Allen, doing great work at exclave.com. Yeah, so I've noticed, John, a lot of people have come back to Fakeologist in the last uh, two or three or four weeks. And I don't know why that is. Is it, is it because the, the new wave of lockdowns, people have finally realised that this is forever? That's the best year I can come up with. Now that the lockdowns have come again, people are yeah. finally, the penny's finally starting to drop. Holy shit, this actually is forever now. Yeah, and now they they, they talk about it. They they totally run out of hopium. <laughs> that's the thing. I think that's it. I think that's exactly yep. it. Yes, really. And I think probably that's why I've been a little bit critical of uh, some of the discussions lately. That to me seems super negative. It's because people are now uh, dealing with the parts of the grief process that I dealt with, and the people I hang out with dealt with a long time ago. So now hearing all these people coming in. And, and now they're sort of going through that stage. It's like, oh man, we were there so long ago. It's I don't want to go. I don't want to listen to people. I'm trying to say like, I'm I'm past I'm past the denial. I'm past the bargaining. I'm past the anger. You know, I'm, you're at the acceptance acceptance phase. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I have been for a long time. So, but what I found interesting people, is that people actually want their freedom back. They never were free to begin with. But uh, guess it's a uh, yeah, whatever. Well, there are rules we have to follow, you know, even uh, yeah, even before yeah. the so-called coronas, you couldn't just jump yeah. on a plane and go anywhere you wanted. You had to nope. have a passport, you had to get a visa, or you had to organise yeah. your affairs so that you could get a visa on arrival or whatever, like, we've been... That's rather new, actually. ...for a long time. Passports, passports came just 100 years ago. Well, a okay, 100 years, and no one alive today... Uh, in, when were aeroplanes normal? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, air travel, which is one of the big things that has changed... We've always, yeah, yeah. we've always had to follow rules. Yeah, we've always had to follow rules to get on planes and go to countries and none of that. Yeah, and after 9-11, they, they really put on more and more and more and more. So we have been tiptoeing against this totalitarian shit, but now they put on full throttle. It's not uh, incremental anymore. <laughs> it's quite a change. Do you think maybe um, Uncle Odd was uh, offended by my point that when you promote Bitcoin, you're promoting the, the future that some say they don't want? The timing there was a bit peculiar, because I'm I'm being quite serious about that. Like the whole blockchain I, thing is clearly part of the future. I unfortunately I totally agree with you because blockchain is made by the elite. It's not something they think that they they left out and then it went out of control. It's their their technology. They, yeah, and that's not even a conspiracy into, theory. I think like that's I think that's admitted. Like what is it called? Secure hash algorithm two five six or something. But that's openly said okay. to come from either the CIA or one of these groups, and it's like this isn't even. There must be a back backdoor into that technology as well for the for the people on top. I'm quite sure. Of. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. Like I I do suspect the whole SHA thing is secure, but you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if in five years it turns out that the authorities really do have supercomputers because I think these um quantum computers are a hoax, right? But it is possible mm-hmm. that they do have super advanced because the whole thing with the SHA technology, it's like it would take a computer too long like a computer can try and crack it, but it just takes too long, there's too many possibilities, right? But that's only yes. based on the limited processes that computers can do. But what if they actually do have the technology that can crack it? It's like, yeah, it is secure with your computers, but not with ours. So thanks for putting all your money into the cryptos, because guess what? We control it now. So if you want your UBI, get in line and take the jab. You're trying to say? I think that, that would be that, from, that would actually be very amusing I, to me. I think they did that from day one. There is a backdoor. I said the backdoor into Windows. Uh, intelligence services can 
get into your computer easily. The, the, the people on top don't let, let anything out of their control. They are control freaks. So, uh, well, well, maybe we're using different words to describe the same thing. Because when I think of back, like the, the back door, I'm thinking like you're talking about you know, Windows operating system or whatever, which I'm open to that possibility. The thing that all yeah. these um, cryptocurrency uh, devotees will tell you is, oh, no, like it can't be cracked because it, it requires trillions or quadrillions of, of calculations. Like, yeah, I agree with you. But what if the so-called elites actually do have computers that can do that? It destroys the mm. whole thing. It destroys the whole... Sure. The, whole, the, whole the, the only way that the, the blockchain is supposedly secure is because it takes computers way too long to um, trial and error hack the, the hash, right? The, ha- the hash algorithm, whatever it's called. But a computer yeah. that's fast enough, just give it time, it'll do it easily. So it's the, the, people who made the, al- the, people who made the, the people who made the underlying algorithm must have a key to get in there, I'm sure. I think so. Well, I don't, I don't know about key. Like, I'm not talking about them having a special key. I'm, just, I'm saying like, if you've got the processing power, you can crack the mm. code. Now, the current computers are nowhere near. Nowhere near. But what if the so-called elites do have that, like that wouldn't surprise me one bit. I'm not saying that this will happen, but if we wake up in five years and all these people have converted to crypto and it's totally cool and everyone's got crypto, and then one day it's like, all your crypto is belong to us, that would be very funny to me. Even if I had crypto, I'd be like, actually, you got me. That's that's very funny. That's very good to be I see that is coming, but I might be wrong. I'm a total fatalist, so that's the way it goes. Yeah, I heard you, you mentioned that uh, half an hour or so ago that you've become a fatalist because of all of this. And uh, yes. do, ha, having listened to you a little bit over the last couple of weeks, I do get the impression that you've uh, you sort of become a little bit cynical of the future. Absolutely. I was before, but now it's much stronger. Well, it is what it is. Do you still think good times ahead? Do you still think like maybe there will be still some good times ahead? Like some things will fall Yeah, through? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be a little bit on and off in the beginning, I think. I don't think it's going to be hardcore until 2030 and beyond. 2030, what are we now? 20, oh, it's still nine. Yeah, it's plenty of time. Plenty of time to have some fun. Yeah. 2030, I'll be 30, no, 43, I think. Yeah, that's half your life. I'll settle for that. That's all right. Sure, me too. It is what it is. This is not uh, our system, so there's hardly anything we can do, really. All this protesting is... Uh, Totally a waste of time. Doesn't accomplish anything. You know, in Australia, they have this bizarre situation where the so-called protests are often led by the so-called indigenous rights activists. So what they'll do is they'll organise the protest about, for instance, lockdowns. People will go there thinking they're protesting lockdowns. Then they spend an hour listening to so-called indigenous rights activists talking about how they stole our land, and and, and you have all these people that are going, what the what what the hell's going on here, right? Because, was, uh, seriously, this happened back in the G20 protest back in 2014, which is when I saw That's this. Quite, I started it. Anyway, I was on the Aussie podcast recently, and they went to a, a protest a couple of weekends ago about the lockdowns. And these guys were like, oh, I'm glad I went to the protest. Good to see you there, blah, blah, blah. But then they're like, it was weird, the, the indigenous thing at the beginning, wasn't it? And like, they couldn't make sense of it. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, boys, that's done intentionally. No, you've been <laughs> had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they were talking about how people started leaving the protest early because they didn't understand why there was just this, you know, they stole our land, and it's like, guys, that's exactly why this happened. Those, the those whole thing is a hundred bucks. Kind of in a way, like those indigenous rights yeah. um, activists, they're paid protesters, like that's their job. They go from place sure. to place running these so-called protests. 
getting yeah. literal, mo- like, literal money from the government. It's not even a conspiracy theory. This is literally what's happening. The whole thing's rigged. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's a brilliant setup, though. Oh, the people who do this are very clever. Very clever. Absolutely. Yes. They have their best minds uh, ever on the payroll. So thousands of think tanks. So we work on things 24-7. So it's easy pickings. And, and, of course, they're not really up against much competition. Like, most people can't think for themselves. Like, most of the people who went to that protest and are like, what's the deal with indigenous rights activists? They'll never connect the dots mm. to what's just happened. No, never. Most people just aren't that thoughtful. No, they haven't got the intellectual capacity to do so. They're, exactly. These people are running on emotional programming. There is it's no logic and reasoning whatsoever. All emotive. Yep, yep, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. There might be a few exceptions, of course, but they would be in a minority. Well, I mean, look at this website. There's, there's some very intelligent people here, okay, but this is a drop in the ocean. Same with my website. There's some intelligent people there, but we're a drop in the ocean. And Peace of Mindful and Cutting Through the Fog Forum and, um, you know, all the, like, there's lots of little, these little groups that are out there, but even if you add them all together, drop in the ocean. Yeah, I said the other day, uh, people like us, uh, worldwide, I would think there would be uh, just a few thousand of us. Yep, that's my guess as well. Yes. That's it. <laughs> Actually, something, something funny happened here. I was, I was having a coffee. I was having a coffee listening to you talking with someone. But it might have been Linda Curtis. I can't remember who it was. And they're like, there's got to be uh, lots of people out there. And you're like, no. And they're like, no. And you're like, no. <laughs> I meant to time stamp it and, <laughs> and cut it out. <laughs> who was it? Was it Linda or was it Faye? I can't remember. But just, uh, I think my it was almost like a comedy that. sketch. I don't know, it wasn't really, it was that new girl, Babette, it was Babette. Babette's like, because you know how she speaks so loud, she's like, and there's got to be blah, 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 and you're like, no. And she's like, no? And you're like, no. And she's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like she'd been completely deflated in the space of 10 seconds. And you weren't trying to be nasty, like you weren't being nasty at all, you were just being matter of fact. And it was very amusing to me. And I completely agree with your position, by the way. Yeah, I uh, I don't like to butter people up, I say what I think, and that's just the way it is. I don't play nice. It's a waste of time. Oh, yeah, and time is so finite, you know. We've only got so much of it. So. Yes. What's the point of going around right. in circles, you know? No, it is what it is. So, if you can't deal with it, it's your problem. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Maybe some sinister, but that's just the way it is. Just the way it is. I came here to, um, originally just to say that I'm going to take a break from fakeologist. Not because I've got a problem with it. I'm actually addicted to it. The last week or two, I've been staying up too late in all these chats, listening, and I have to take a, a break from it. So tonight's my last night, and then from tomorrow, I'm going to be uh, Discord-free. But I'm still going to be listening to the Fakeologist audio chats, because lately they've just gotten so philosophical and so much more enjoyable than a few weeks ago when it was all COVID, these restrictions, that just boring shit. But lately it's been fantastic. So I'm still going to be listening to the Fakeologist audio chats, and uh, I'm just not, not going to be on the Discord. I'm going to leave the Discord tonight, and that's going to be it. For, uh, for a short period of time. But I hope, Jan, yeah. that you're going to be sticking around. You, Armin Rye, yeah, Linda Curtis, you've really spiced... Tom D's back. You've really spiced the yes. place up. And I think it's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, it's good, good to have a break now and then. I think yeah, well, I might have it's, one. It's too easy for me to oh, sit here so. until 3 o'clock in the morning listening to you guys. And it's like, it's good to listen, but like, I should be in bed asleep, I'm trying to say. So sometimes I just need to take a break from something I love and, uh, and then come back later, you know. You have a um, website yeah. to run too. That takes a lot of work, I guess. 
Oh yeah, it, do, it does. But I'm normally not working on that at at midnight. Normally, normally at midnight, oh. I'm, I'm meant to be asleep, but I'm listening to you guys, you know, in the room eleven, which is where they all are right now, by the way. So I might go and I don't sneak I really don't like it when to them. I don't like it when there's too many people on the call. It's hard to get a good conversation going. Too many opinions. Yeah, and it depends. It depends who's there for what reasons as well. Like some people just want to speak yeah, that's true. to get something off their chest, and it's like you know, some people are there for a more um, constructive conversation. But when someone's just there to get something off their chest, you can't really be constructive. I'm trying to say. No, you, you need a back and forth. It's important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But Jan, it was good talking to you tonight, man. Like I said, I hope you stick around. And I'll be back eventually. And I just want to say a big thanks to all the fakeologists out there who've been here and supporting Ab the Fakeologist. And sometimes Ab gets cranky with me, but I think deep down he's a fan of, uh, of my work. I'm a fan of his, he knows that. And fakeologist is... Uh, when fakeologist is good, it's fantastic. When it's bad, it's crap. But when it's good, it's fantastic. And uh, hopefully over the next few months, it continues to uh, attract all these old people back to the, to the site. I think it's going really well. So Jan, I'm off to... Go and uh, listen to Room 11 for one final time, and then uh, I'm done yeah, for a while. I'm, I might pop over a little bit, but... You know you want to. There's late. 10 people there. What are they talking about? Because Rollo's not there, so we don't have to worry about any uh, indecent exposure or vomiting uh, on the camera. Exactly. <laughs> I'm really uh, I put my so. palm in front of my phone, so I, I avoided the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, well... Good for you, man, because if yeah. you had a seen what he was doing, you might never unsee it. And I think that's exactly what he wants. Yeah. So, so don't worry, don't worry, brother. He'll be in a big house in a few weeks and he'll be someone else's problem. But, uh, it's such know, an attention Rollo, if you're listening, if Rollo's listening, uh, good luck to you, man. But uh, yeah, the other day was unbecoming. But that's that's not a good way to end it. Yeah, and I'm going to end it like this. Fakeologist, best of luck for the next few months. I'll be listening intently. I yes. just won't be participating. I'm off to room 11, Jan. I hope to see you there, all right? And thank you, Fatologist, yeah. and uh, good luck to everybody out there. Thank you very much. Oh, and also, johnlebond.com. 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 You can find me there. Weekly shows, weekly podcasts. It's fantastic. Johnlebond.com. Cheers, guys. Yes. Bye-bye. Fars. Hey, Jan, Eric. How you doing, man? Hi. Yeah. How, how are you today? today? I'm okay. I bailed out of room 11. It was a very casual Too chat much? about me. Yeah, just uh, more like a... I don't know what you call it. Friendly chat about people and fakeologists, their personalities uh-huh. and traits and things that they're going through and, and so on and so forth. Not not too focused on uh, getting to the bottom of things the way you like to do. Yes. I, yes, absolutely I do. I don't like to do things halfway. <laughs> it, it's all or nothing for me. So. Yeah, I, uh, well, those kind of conversations are... They're pretty easy to have with just about anybody, you know. Uh, How's how's person X doing? Oh, he's having a problem with X, Y, or Z, or he lost a family member, or so on and so forth. But then this is a special place where you can talk about things without triggering people, you know. True. Um, And so I missed all the conversation, but I guess it'll be recorded on the live stream if I want to listen to it later. Fakeologist and John Mabon. Yeah, and Uncle Odd was here as well. First time who, I've seen him here. Who? Uncle Odd. Oh yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. I was kind of wondering if it was a show, like a like some crypto thing or something. Since he was here, he's he seems to have taken a, uh, a keen interest in crypto and learning about that. Sure. 
Anything to take your mind of all this madness, I guess, is a good thing now and then. I would like to think that the uh, the crypto does offer some some type of protection or uh, some sort of poke in the you know, kick in the dragon, something. Um, I think it's made by the elites, and they have a back door into the whole thing, and they can shut it down and confiscate whenever the time is right. This is how I see it, but, it, but I, 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 hope, I hope I'm wrong. 